You are listening to the audio of the article entitled Five Moments with God Written by Miss Isabel Losa for the Review of Religions Prayer Prayer is sometimes considered an empty word, devoid of true meaning, a concept alien to some and deemed by others to be a pointless activity. As the Western world has passed through a period of economic prosperity, it has gradually moved away from organized religion. In turn, many in the West have abandoned the practice of prayer. For some, the offering of prayers is considered an outdated tradition, a ritual from the past and a one-way call to an imaginary God. Without answer, without results. Many are reconciled with the apparent fact that life's most profound questions cannot be answered with any degree of certainty. Is there a purpose to life? Does God exist? Is there life after death? At best, many believe we may only come to know the answer to such questions when we die, if at all. In its origin, the practice of prayer was taught by the world's spiritual guides who used it to communicate with the divine. It was considered to be a door, a passage to another world where once the eternal voice could be heard. But what about now? Has the voice of the divine fallen silent in the 21st century? Well, there is arguably only one way to find out to put prayer to the test and to see if it actually works. We need to use the supplication methodology, that conversational endeavour, the call to God. We must knock on the door and wait for the answer. Prayer. But how should we pray? Is there a guide to successful prayer? How do spiritual people pray? When I, myself, started searching and exploring various faiths, I became particularly interested in one. It was the religion in which the highest amount of daily worship is performed. That religion was Islam. I was intrigued by how and why Muslims pray five times a day. That very same inquiry was once submitted to the Prophet Muhammad, peace and blessings of God be upon him. Once, his followers inquired of him as to why they pray five times a day. To this, the Prophet of Islam, peace be upon him, beautifully responded, If there was a river at your door, and a man took a bath in it five times a day, would you notice any dirt upon him? They said, Not a trace of dirt would be left. The Prophet, peace be upon him, replied, that is the parable of the five prayers by which God removes sin. Here we discover another dimension to the notion of prayer, the reformation of oneself, the cleaning of all impurities which one has accumulated with the passage of time. Once, Prophet Ahmed, peace and blessings of God be upon him, the spiritual guide of the modern era, reminded us of this method of prayer.
the prayer which produces a sweetness and a zeal for more worship, and which strikes a communication with God, and is offered in all humility, brings about a change in the life of man. And this change is instantaneously perceived by the one who prays like this. This change makes him realize that he is not what he was before. These changes which prayer brings about have been studied and researched in recent years. Such studies have shown many benefits of prayer and meditation to mental and physical health. These benefits include the reduction of stress and anxiety levels, promotion of a more positive outlook, improvement in attention and the combating of depression. Research also shows a correlation between prayer and a reduction in harmful habits, such as excessive alcohol consumption. Another study has shown a close connection between prayer and satisfaction in relationships. The study states, Praying increased satisfaction with sacrifice, couple identity and emergent goals, both of which mediated the relationship between prayer for partner and sacrifice. Such findings demonstrate that the benefit of prayer is neither hypothetical nor illusory. That prayer is not the mere repetition of empty words. Rather, prayer has tangible effects. It brings about measurable changes within us. We can observe these effects before us. As such, prayer no longer appears to be an outmoded practice from the past. We can apply it here and now. We can experiment with it and test it. We may adopt it in order to ascertain in full sense its benefits. So, this is something I myself tested and later came to implement in my daily life. But is it even possible to pray five times a day in the modern age? Would it fit in with our busy schedules? Or would it not be considered more of a burden than a pleasure? Such questions, if unanswered, can disturb the minds of many and push them away from even trying. But I would say that such considerations are unfounded since prayer becomes like a healthy addiction. Once you try it, you cannot abandon it. You cannot leave it aside, nor can you ignore it. An invisible strength, an invisible yet urgent need, comes from within your being and asks you, begs you, pleads with you to speak to that higher being. As a convert to Islam, I have experienced both routines in my daily life, one without prayer and one with five daily prayers. Needless to say, there is no comparison between the two. The first was fastened with a constant thirst. In the second, not only was the thirst indulged, but I was given an enriched and nutritious drink like no other, without equal. And I can confirm, without doubt, 
that the observance of the five daily prayers can fit within every single one of our schedules and daily routines. The day of a Muslim starts with the dawn prayers, one of the most beautiful moments of the day. The sun in the skies breaks through and paints the firmament in such a way that it is worth admiring. You can lose yourself in the dawn. Only those who are awake at this time are able to appreciate these delicate seconds. And from the very first instance of that spiritual condition, it reminds us that this is the beginning of another day, wherein the sun is not rising by chance. Indeed, it is only due to the mathematical laws which the perfect designer has caused to underpin this beautiful universe. Then, the day continues on with one's normal activities until the next prayer arrives, the noon prayer. It invites you to pause in the middle of the day, to stop, to sit, to relax, and to prostrate before your Lord. It takes you apart from everything, separating you from the world. The Prophet Muhammad, peace and blessings of God be upon him, said something very interesting, which explains what happens when a Muslim falls in prostration and prays. It is described as the moment in which a human being is nearest to his Lord. It is the apex of the prayer. The Prophet Muhammad, peace and blessings of God be upon him, left behind a beautiful legacy of spiritual guidance, which can be encountered in these words. The nearest a servant comes to his Lord is when he is prostrating himself, so make supplication in this state. That moment is everything. The silence. With your head on the ground, knowing God Almighty is listening to you, humbles you and makes you burst into tears. Questioning why you are worthy of being listened to by the creator of the universe. Why you? If you are like any other soul, like any other human being who experiences birth and death. But that moment exists. And it can be experienced by anyone at any time. To the point that you become addicted to such a prayer. And it is then that you will understand why Muslims pray five times a day. In the middle of the day, the afternoon prayer arrives, when the sun starts to decline, but before it sets, you have another moment of solitude and seclusion for your own self, you and your Lord, to remind you of your mistakes, your boundaries, your needs and your supplications. If the dawn was majestic, then let us not forget about the next moment of prayer. The sunset prayer, the golden hour as many have named this moment, for the beautiful visible light in the skies. The remainder of the burning sun creates a great piece of art in the heavens above. No one can deny the shaking of oneself when observing the reds, the oranges and the yellows mixing together with the clouds, creating a masterpiece that not even the best of artists can imitate. 
unparalleled and unequal in beauty, it yet again reminds the believer of the wonderful designer who has created the heavens and the earth. Then the day comes to an end, and the obscurity approaches the earth, and the dusk envelops all. We don't know if we will be alive tomorrow, so we have another opportunity to meditate, to brace oneself and ask forgiveness for one's faults, to ask for help, or pray for those who are going through difficult times. The ritual that encompasses prayer in Islam is rich in itself, from beginning to end. A prerequisite to each prayer is ablution, performed with the purpose of not only washing one's hands, face and feet, but with the metaphorical cleansing of the soul. It allows one to leave aside all other worries and thoughts to prepare oneself for that holy moment, the moment of coming closer to the divine, the moment which has no equal, the moment with God. After the ritual of physical purification, with one's face still slightly wet, it is time for the last prayer of the day, the night prayer a time that is fixed to the moment when the dusk has finally disappeared and the night is shrouded in darkness. Just before sleep, we have a final opportunity for an intimate conversation with God before the day comes to an end. Islam illustrates in many ways the reward for those who pray and observe the five daily prayers. Once the Prophet of Islam, peace and blessings of God be upon him, explained, If the people knew what is the reward of making the call for prayer, and of being in the first row in the prayer, and if they found no other way to get this privilege except by casting lots, they would certainly cast lots for it. If they knew the reward of the noon prayer, they would race for it. And if they knew the reward of the morning, i.e. Fajr, and night, Isha prayers, they would present themselves for the prayer even if they had to crawl to reach there. The five daily prayers are not a mere repetition of the same wording or movements. Each and every one of them has a unique beauty, splendor and richness. I cannot adequately describe in words what each prayer encompasses, how the soul is granted nearness to God, the reward for which we wait, for which we struggle and search, is none other than the answer. That tangible communion with God Almighty that I personally and many others have perceived and witnessed is not a fallacy, is not surreal. God answers prayers. It is something that is worth testing, worth approaching individually. I would like to end this invitation by quoting the words of the most recent in an ancient line of the spiritual guides, the promised Messiah 
peace and blessings of God be upon him, and founder of the Ahmadiyya Muslim movement in Islam. Until a person throws themselves before Allah the Almighty, considering their own being to be nothing more than a complete non-entity or the like thereof, this being an inherent demand of divine providence, they cannot receive God's grace and light. However, when they do receive this blessing, they experience an intense pleasure which cannot be matched by any other.